and welcome to the Even Worse Idea of All Time, episode 10. My name is Jamie. On this podcast, we watch... Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, these days, I, we're watching... I'm not. Yeah? I'm gonna edit that. I'm gonna edit that out anyway. So now it just looks weird. No, now I it like just looks that. weird that I'm saying my name. No, and, I like that. And then, I like the and comedy of that you. going. You're Jamie, and then nothing. Um, yeah, but the nothing won't. The nothing won't be there. You're, you're a prick. Hello and welcome to even worse idea of all time. <laughs> this is the. This is the, look. Okay. Okay, I'll do it now. The power to edit has. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, th- Nothing's good enough for him. We record we record three hour sessions these days and he cuts it down to um <coughs> Okay. Hello and welcome to the even worse idea of all time. Episode ten. <laughs> well, fancy coming along to this podcast. What do we do here? Well, primarily we watch Breaking Dawn Part Two once a week for a year. We're gonna watch it fifty two times. So that means this is the tenth time. Whoa, that's a lot of times to watch a movie. Yeah, that's the premise. Hello, I'm Oliver. And this is every week I love to watch the movie. And I've got some friends with me. <laughs> and, their, and their names are Jamie. And their names are Alistair. Not just, giving you wee, names. just giving you a wee taste of your own medicine there, Oliver. Mmm, Tixie Licks! I miss Tixilix. It was a great medicine. I don't know if they've got it overseas, but it really helped me get to sleep. Um, when you when you say you miss it, it, do you for? mean just because you're not taking it anymore, or do you mean that it's unavailable to purchase? I think it was for coughs. Uh, but can, feel like but can you not can you not buy it anymore? I feel like it's not a thing anymore. But um, if it is, I'm going to go and grab some Tixilix because it makes me feel brilliant. Is it is is it uh, like actual medicine, or is it kind of a ye- Placebo. It's sort of, it's pretty like syrupy. I feel like the actual benefits are minimal, but I'll look into it. And I don't want to slander the good people at Tixilix. I'm, I'm talking without a thorough knowledge of your product. Um, and, mm-hmm. and really, I've got a deep love for your product. <coughs> the hell was that? There's an that almond in my noise. Oh, there was an almond in my throat. There's a little okay, almond. Nice. Oh, yeah. uh, I've been eating a lot of almonds. So I guess this week. We've got. Should we address that we've got Alistair on? Uh, briefly. In Hello, the sense Alistair. Oliver said my name. Hello. Nice to be back. Good to be, good to be here. Good to have you here. It's always nice to uh, see your little South Island face. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, I say here. I'm actually in the same place that I have been for the last two or three months, as, uh, as I think most of us probably are. Yeah, sort of. It's not, it hasn't been that long. I have no conception it's of time anymore. Just over, just over a month, actually. I have a conception of time. It tastes brilliant. Pair it with rosemary. Put it in a stew. Do you remember the show Rosemary and Time? I know of it. Are they de- are they detectives? Yeah, I think so. Aren't aren't the best people always detectives? No. <laughs> Maybe I don't Bergerac. know. <laughs> Who? Colombo. Poirot. I said Bergerac. Yep. I said Poirot. I said Sherlock Holmes. Ever Thank heard you. of him? Sounding like really a, lot a good of guy. Miss Marple. Bergerac a, sounds like a sauce. A druggist. A lovely steak with a Bergerac sauce. I thought you said a horse, and I, that that um. <laughs> yeah, 
It sounds like it sounds like it sounds like yeah. Look, Berman-Z. what did we think? What did we think of the watch this week? Berenpore. Bumblebee. I thought it was um painful. I thought it was a rough movie. I'm not a fan. But you know, we all watched it together and I think there's this tower the thing, unity. See, I enjoy I actually enjoyed myself this week. I thought it was nowhere near as bad as it has been. The last few weeks have been real tough watches by myself. But we all jumped on a video call. Sorry, actually, no, it was just, just an audio call for the purposes of the film. Uh, and it was great to have some camaraderie uh, and to feel like we were we were all in it together as opposed to just watching it by myself. Um, and I, I thought it flew by, personally. Yeah, it definitely... I mean, I don't know. It was probably about, about the same as the last time I watched it, to be honest. I think definitely having a people to talk to makes it easier, and especially in this film, because there's so be many just... Also, it's got to be easier for you, Alistair, because this is only the second time you've seen it, whereas for, oh, well, for no, Oliver and definitely. I, it's the tenth time. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm, I'm well behind. But, I mean, it's because there are so many massive gaps in the movie. Like, yeah, it's, it's good to have people to talk to to fill up all that empty space where normally it's bits a, of film would go. It's a very dull film. It moves along at a snail's pace, uh, and it's very easy to... To get quite down watching it usually, because um, there's there's nothing really in it to, to pick you up until sort of the last scene. Everyone's relatively happy in the last scene, but other than that, it's it's pretty uh, grim, pretty dour, pretty dire. Well, pretty dull. I think that's probably giving too much uh, giving too much credit to it. I don't think it manages to pull off really being dull. I mean, sorry, <laughs> definitely manages to pull off being dull. It doesn't really manage to pull off being like dark and grim because. There are just no stakes. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying. At, at I'm not no saying. No point grim. did I feel like anything was going to happen. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying grim in terms of the subject matter. Bad. I'm, I'm not saying it's creating an, an ambiance or a tone of of uh, of grimness. I'm just saying that it's grim because uh, there's a very low level of energy. There's no excitement. The actors are all giving it. Uh, you know, n- not much gas. Uh, uh, not uh, much mustard. Uh. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why there were no stakes. All those bloody vampires around. They they'd hate it if there were any stakes there. It would That's kill true. them. Yeah, it's a bloody that hell. Was I was thinking to myself today. Where's all the garlic at? Usually, there's heaps of garlic in movies, and then I thought, ah, oh, that's why. They're not. They're not very traditional vampires, though, are they? They don't turn into lots of bats, as we've already as we've already noted. They're lame. Yeah. And the only bit in this film where it's like, ooh, special is vampire. I mean, Bella glows a little bit, but it's not even an impressive glow. It pisses me well, off every week. Um, this supposed, the to, supposed to, to fast, Oliver. No, I know those bits and and all the other powers, but I mean, in terms of their classic, like people when people are talking about Twilight, they're all like, "Ooh, sparkly gold vampires." Mm. Well, they're no? supposed to shine like a million diamonds, but she just sort of doesn't even. I mean, she glows slightly, but she just looks like she a normal person standing in the sun. Yeah. <sighs> Great film though. Um, so yeah, oh, brilliant film. I guess. I guess. I think we should get to shining lights at this point. I feel like we want to get some positivity in here. Really getting, really getting their early doors, aren't we? Yeah. What was yours? My my shining light was uh, an object. Uh, it's when uh, Edward, Bella, and Renesmee are playing the piano, uh, and what looks to be. Uh, a trash can, a, ru- a rubbish bin is what I would say, but for, for you American listeners, uh, a trash can, a garbage can. 
a bin uh and it's sort of a a, a hefty stone looking trash can and i and i sort of I, I it was my shining light because well first of all i hadn't noticed it before and that's if, if you don't notice something and then you do 10 10 watches in pretty much automatically becomes your shining light because you're like wow they've slipped that one by me um but also what the hell why is there a large stone rubbish bin next to a piano Perhaps i mean are we sure that it was out. a rubbish bin no one no, but I mean, it could be some sort of piece of uh, modern art, which is what it probably is. I think it is. I think they've got all these non-functional things in their house. They've got this balcony that isn't even a balcony. It's this protrusion from the house. But if you tried to stand on that, you'd fall right through. I think they're a bunch of bloody snobs and they can't interact with the world in a meaningful way. So they're like, oh, art's cool. And it, it is th- cool, but they've got nothing else. They don't have bins. I think it they don't might have be rubbish. I think it might be where they throw Edward's terrible songs that he's written. <laughs> um, do you think? Do you think he's a songwriter? He, I know he plays a, a nice piano song. Well, I know that Robert Pattinson is. He wrote a song that was featured in the original Twilight. It was called "Let Me Let Me Sign," and there's a bit oh, where he's playing it. Is it good? Um, well, yeah, right. let me sign. Um, it's called "Let Me Sign." Yeah. Um, and like, sign on so, this terrible movie franchise. <laughs> yeah, probably. Why, why um, is it called Let Me Sign? I don't know, actually. Um, I, I haven't heard it in a long time. I'm sure every I'm time sure if we you don't know something about Twilight, I get angry. All right, I'm bloody well, livid. I think just the fact that I brought to your attention that there, there was a song written by him is enough. Yeah, that, that, I that, think that, it is. But now I'm hungry for more. Okay, well, you, if you're hungry for more, I'll I'll go and research it next week and I'll bring it back to you, all right? I'll never be truly satisfied. Oh, you look up the lyrics and we can sing, we can do a three-part harmony to end the podcast on that song um, <laughs> without knowing the tune. Okay, so okay, I think... Sounds good. Uh, so, okay, so Alistair, do you have a shining light? I think I think I might know what it is. Um, yeah, I was going to... Do you want the scissors? <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll I feel like you enjoyed them okay. more than I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. In that case, I'll go with a, a I don't know, um, a different one. So my, I, I guess my shining light was um, there, there's a good bit where, where um, Charlie Bella's dad kind of he hugs Bella, um, mm. and you can see him immediately kind of react, and I kind of read it as him noticing that she was cold or, I I don't know, I, like. I think vampires are supposed to be like hard, right? Anyway, oh. presumably he. I was going to do a sex say gag. That I knew that you were going to do something, but. Oh look, any, anyway. any chance for a sex gag? I'm there. Yeah, no, I know it. Um, normally, I love it, but uh, today, really, uh, really <laughs> pissed me off. No, um, anyway, he, he clearly he clearly notices that something is different about her, and he kind of does this little double take with any actor, and I just liked it because it was. Um, piece of acting in the film which was uh you know pretty hard to come by but yeah i thought that was quite good 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 work from him good good offer yeah um so all credit to alistair he's the guy who noticed this but i really latched onto it as a big fan of this moment you know jamie and i have now watched this film 10 times and we have never noticed something incredibly prominent in one scene, which is a pretty bad scene, Alistair's talking to Bella and going, oh, you're going to run away, you idiot. Well, so am I. And um, in the background, 
in I think this is in Renesmee's room. There are massive, massive scissors. Like I'm not talking medium scissors. I'm talking genuinely bigger than any human yeah, would, would you, need. You ca- you cannot overstate how big the scissors are. Sorry, just just to quickly jump in, and you, then you can continue, Oliver. Alistair said, "Did you guys see those massive scissors?" And we just said, "Sort of no, you know, no, we didn't <laughs> catch those." And then Alistair screenshotted and sent a picture to us. And I was, if I was standing up, I would have been knocked off my fucking feet. They they're so big. That, that they look like the type that, of scissors that a mayor would use to like open some massive, yeah, museum at a ribbon cutting ceremony. Yeah, that's the way. That picture Alistair sent through seemed like um, either it had been heavily edited or it was from this weird director's cut of the film that's cursed in some way and they've had to dispose of the footage because it looked so wrong. It's like, no, no, no. These scissors do not appear in this film. I, I know this film pretty well by now, but um, so I had to go back and there they bloody are. There, I cannot overstate. Please, everyone, look up how big these scissors are. Um, and it's just, well, I just like that little bit of whimsy because there's not a lot of stuff going on in the background here you know there aren't as many extras to focus on and and i feel like that unashamed bit of madness um really spoke to me i loved it we'll post a picture of the scissors on the facebook page (laughs) just so you can see you will not believe your eyes they should be in the guinness book of world records biggest biggest than biggest scissors in the twilight franchise (laughs) <laughs> yeah they're not the biggest scissors in the world but like surely no. in cinema because because they uh, who's, using, be who's using those scissors it'll be funny if we go back and watch new moon and there's an even bigger pair of scissors <laughs> <laughs> i'd like it um, no I'd like it if they kind of built up the size of the scissors over the course of all so these are the biggest scissors <laughs> but then uh, there's like a slightly smaller pair of scissors in, in breaking norm part one <laughs> An even slightly smaller pair in whatever the previous one was. Yeah, in the first one, Ed was just cu- cutting out an A4 piece of paper. And then by Breaking Dawn Part 2, they're the size of half a human. They're, they're, they're large enough that he has to use both hands to cut. <laughs> Bella well, it's because there was so much fan demand scissors. for that cutting, out, that cutting out paper scene. And they said, we want more. And the filmmakers thought, oh, we're bloody give you more. And then, and then the fans went, no, no, this is not what we meant. This is, you've gone too far, all right? <laughs> we, we wanted maybe scissors that could cut out an A2 piece of paper really easily and make a nice collage. We don't want this monstrosity. And the, and the filmmaker said, sorry. We yeah. we fucked it in many respects. <laughs> they didn't know where to stop. They were so preoccupied with whether or not they could. They didn't stop to think whether or not they should. What's that from? A harrowing tale. It's from Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, it is. Um, yeah. I thought Star Wars for a minute. No, in Jurassic Park, they sort of do, it's it's a it's a bigger deal. Perhaps you know, r- bringing dinosaurs back to life slightly more dangerous than a large pair of scissors. But I think the. Uh, the quote can apply to both for sure. There was a lot of talk about bringing dinosaurs back to life in sort of 2006. I got really excited about that. It seemed like a genuine possibility. It seemed like there was a lot of buzz about it. We talked about it Do you on think the bus that was potentially... coming back from a, a lovely school trip. <laughs> what? Do you think there was potentially more to do with you being whatever age Idiot. you were in 2006 than it was, I don't know, a, a genuine media trend? No, but I, I feel think like we, people we... are kind of constantly talking about bringing dead animals back to life like that's always there's always at least one headline on the go about that not animals they don't want to bring like well you know cats back to life that was um 
We know yeah. you don't because I'll confess. Yeah, but I feel like there was real buzz in the news. Like, I feel like on 2006, people were like, we're on the bloody cusp, boys. Get ready for some dinosaurs, right? Kit up because they're going to be big, vicious dinosaurs and you've got to be able to, like, tranquilize them. Because <laughs> we're bringing them all back. We're not, we're not doing a staggered process. <laughs> it's all or nothing. Get ready. And I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm into it. Daddy I wants to like ride a triceratops. When you're a kid, well, you I seem to, to have this... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Alistair, you go. Okay. Uh, what wait, I want to wait. know is... Okay. You... Uh, how, sorry. Sorry. Stop. Alistair's going to talk, but I want, Jamie, you remember your point about dinosaurs, because I love dinosaurs. Okay, it's not entirely about dinosaurs, it? but... Yeah, okay, I'm well, whatever it. the... Okay, you... Okay, now, Alistair... It's, it's, okay, yeah. This is Jamie, great, Edmund. Okay. Jamie, no, stop, stop. Jamie, we can come back to it on the podcast if you want, or we can come back to it after, but I want to hear what you've got to say. Okay. Probably on the podcast, because otherwise I'll be too curious. All right, Alistair, off you go. How did Stegosauruses have sex? (laughs) (laughs) Because they got spikes kind of all over the show. So how did that work, is what I want to know. That's true, actually, because surely they'd have to, like, lift the tail, but... I feel like the tails don't go very high. Yeah, I feel like the tails are probably the biggest. The tails are covered in. If they lift the tail, they spike themselves. And presumably they enter from behind, like most. Well, yeah, animals. I don't think they do it missionary. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if they if they do, then the, one of them is just going to get their spikes stuck into the ground. Uh, maybe if, maybe if female stegosauruses don't have s- spikes. Ah. <gasps> uh, Oh, I don't know go- that's true. I'm Googling female okay. Stegosaurus. It's interesting how Walking much... Walking with uh, dinosaurs definitely gave me the impression that they do. Mm. Well, that's the thing. I was going to say, it's our conception of what dinosaurs look like is, I think, very influenced by walking with dinosaurs. And I think Mine it is. Looks, it looks like you know, female Stegosaurus has had uh, rounder plates on their back. It still looks like they've got them, though, so I'm not sure. Uh, and then scientists... Well, scientists come along and say, actually, dinosaurs might have been really furry. And we say... No, no, because I've seen walking oh my god. with dinosaurs. Oh my, oh my god! Look at this headline walking from the Daily Mail. Pretty great. Spi- Spiky Stegosaurus is mated in missionary precision to avoid <laughs> <What>? being castrated. <laughs> I like they the did. Daily Mail reporting that. Who said journalism is yeah. dead? Yeah, not mostly a, a sort of tabloid, fairly <laughs> hateful <laughs> right wing sort of. Um, yeah, <laughs> a, a, a god awful publication. Yeah, but they've really come through this to report about Stegosaurus sex scandal. <laughs> Uh, How did dinosaurs with spiky backs make love? Very carefully, one might imagine. <laughs> That's the opening line. <laughs> yeah, God. read some more highlights because we can't just read the headline because that would be the um, worst thing to do. I'm here okay, all day. Well, okay, I'm just going to try and scroll. Look at, look at, I mean, this is a, a, an entirely um I guess I just want to know. Look at this picture. That's, they're not Stegosaurus, <laughs> obviously, but it's just two dinosaurs <laughs> getting it on. Um, they appear blame. to be T-Rexes or maybe close-up Allosaurs, but they are having yeah. a great time. Researchers um, argued that for sp- species like the Stegosaurus, which had a stiff, spiky tail, the position could have proved dangerous or even fatal. Brian Switek, a dinosaur <laughs> expert, said the females could not raise their tails because the bones at the top end yeah. refused. That's what uh, I thought. So I didn't now, say that. To- Using, I just went down and says using the software. He found that males would have. <laughs> this dude's made some software so he can see <laughs> what Stegosaurus is having sex oh, yeah. look like. Um, I think these I've probably got that dinosaurs well. must have had sex another way. Perhaps the female lay down on her side and the male reared up <laughs> to rest his torso over her. 
that's nice. So yeah, I mean, look, I mean, they they figured it out obviously, so that's good for them. I like that. Yeah, but maybe the maybe several generations of stegosaurs had to die to find that out. Um, yeah. Look, look. Yeah, no, because that yeah, I I realised the the flaw. Um, Jamie, what were you going to say? So my point, sort of unrelated to dinosaurs, but on the topic of when you're a kid. You sort of seem to have this, and I, I'm obviously speaking for myself, but based on your discussion then on the bus of sort of believing that dinosaurs were going to come back, sometimes you sort of seem so convinced that you that you know these things. Uh, I remember one time standing on uh, the school field and seeing a plane flying through the air. Um, and then, uh, to be honest, we were like... This would have been like year four, so we we we, we should we should we should have known better at this stage. But we saw it fly past the sun, and somehow we sort of all agreed that oh my god, that plane has just flown into the sun. Yeah. And, like, this, the, we, so, and, we, and then we saw it coming on the other side, and there was what we assumed was smoke coming out of it, which is obviously just like a a jet stream. Um, and we thought, and I remember standing around, we're saying, "Christ, that, that's going to be on the news tonight." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." You know, even even in year four, I knew the sun was in space. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. That's I think what it strange, kind of comes down to is um is that kids are morons. Oh, absolutely. But also, but just sort of this- back, back in the day, you know, back when we were children, we didn't have bloody internet all over the place. Now these eight-year-olds, they just get out their bloody iPhones and 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 Google on Snapchat to find out the answers. But then we could we could say we could say forcefully no i'm right about this and if you just had the right sort of argumentative skills you're mm. away you're home free you are the the guru of the children right you are and very you're like, good at that starfish are celestial bodies all right why do you think they're called starfish they are stars that fell from the sky many many years ago and they've calcified all right children and then they sort of accept you as their sort of oracle it's a, it's a great great time um yeah, so that was okay. Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two. Uh, <laughs> I think we should very... discuss what a certain person was doing in a certain place. Okay. If you want to, if you'd rather not, fine. Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, um, Alistair, the vampire, not the human, and I mean uh, the attic, and I mean, uh, what's he doing up there? S- sing the theme. Um, no, don't you just, sing the don't theme just, because I'm going I'm to sing Robert Pattinson's Let Me Sign towards the okay. end of the podcast. So you, you, you guys take the theme song now. In the attic, Alistair is doing something. Why is he there? In the attic. I think that's really. Is that, is that based on a song? No. That's the theme, I reckon. I think I, I like think a that. bit of I think maybe like a second verse like a bit of workshopping but I think I think yeah. I think the core think foundation's there. I think that first thing there's a decent melody there. Uh hey thank you very much. Look Alistair is in the edit and I think he's there because he is working on a windmill. Working on a windmill. Um, <laughs> look, I I know where all my sentences are going to end up, and I say them very confidently. So obviously, the reason he wants this windmill is to 
find his long lost lover. <sighs> Alistair's long lost lover is a, a lovely Cockney window cleaner. They met in the 1800s. He, he turned her into a vampire, but she, le- she spurned him. She left him. She went, no, I've got to go and start my own window cleaning company. And she went and he said, come be a vampire with me. Come be grumpy. Come hate everything and be a really antisocial prick. And she said, no, no, this is not the life for me. All right. And they said goodbye on a windmill. And, and she said, when the wind is next in the sky and the fate is, will, will never lie, then I will return to you. And he said, what? <laughs> that, that seems <laughs> ill thought out. What is all that? <laughs> this is not a compelling narrative. And then she said, no, no, I will be gone. And then so she's gone. And he's like, I've got to make a windmill in a fucking attic for some reason and make some wind and attract her to me. And I'll blow out all the scents that remind us of our relationship. Fresh gingerbread. Um... A pill- pillowcases lightly doused in sweat uh, a recently deceased sort of rodent that might have been hit by a car but also might be really sick so like stay away from it um, because you know they carry a lot of diseases and yeah and and then she she came to him and she said the time is nigh I will love you again and so in the attic they've been having a lot of kissing um, so, so you know, he comes down to rejoin the plot every now and then. But when we see Alistair leave, he's like, "I've got to go do some kissing because I've got a windmill up there." And first, we're, we've got we've rekindled our relationship, but also we're milling a lot of bloody gr- grains. All right, <laughs> window cleaning not a cool thing anymore. People just do it themselves. But grain, people love grain. Let's feed yeah. the world and make love in this grain hopper. You could fill a you could fill Renesmee's Jansport with all that grain. <laughs> it seems uh, potentially unhygienic to to have a lot of sex in a food production area. No, because <laughs> vampires don't do any of the filthy liquids that humans do. That's vampires true. Vampires are very clean. They do venoms still. Yeah, but that doesn't come out into the grain, and if it does, it's just supercharged <laughs> grain. <laughs> They'll just give you the give you give you oh give you a lot of up and go. Ooh, I ooh. I ate this grain and now I've got a vampire baby in me. <laughs> Not uh, like great to see you drawing on your Dutch heritage there, Oliver. <laughs> Thanks. Next week, clogs. <laughs> I've got clogs. They don't fit Do anymore, you? but I I have childhood clogs. Um, Did you run around as a small boy with clogs on? <laughs> Not really. I didn't put them on much. Um, which seems like they a waste of because they they are yeah I've tried them on before and I I'm like yeah no great this oh love this heritage yeah this, these <laughs> make these make sense wooden shoes yeah yeah oh give me some more of that and then they're like oh do you want to do you want to keep them and no no I'll be all right Just, uh, <laughs> great great shoes though no look I don't know maybe back in the day there was, uh, I think Brian May of Queen wears clogs on stage that needs to be fact checked but. I'm pretty Have sure you seen that's that true. Brian May's currently in the hospital because he shredded his buttock gardening? Do we know how at all? I don't know. I just saw the headline, Brian May hospitalised after, and in quotes, shredding his buttock. 
Yeah, I, I saw that too. But I mean, I guess there's some sharp gardening implements out there that you could sit on accidentally. When, I don't know if he. When I don't I know s- if he. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll look when it up, I saw eh? that article, I, I I was reading along. I saw. Brian May shredding and I thought oh yeah that's bloody Brian again shredding away at the guitar <laughs> oh no because <laughs> you know I thought uh, why is this newsworthy that he's a great guitarist but actually his bum no look I I, um, I think he's doing alright I, I don't want to <laughs> I like Brian I think he's, he's um, <laughs> there's a, there's he's a, a quote guy. For, there's a quote for, from him actually uh, I managed to rip my gluteus maximus to shreds in a moment of over enthusiastic gardening that's great the, the musician shared Thursday on Instagram I, I really still don't know what that looks like but I mean I don't know yet I hope he hope he does alright do you think you'd ever buy a garden gnome uh no probably not they're pretty weird eh yeah I, I'm not really I don't think I'm really into sort of um if it's tasteful maybe but I don't think I'm really into sort of gaudy garden decorations I think I'd be into them if they were like so gaudy that it was like um, <laughs> comical yeah like yeah. properly like I don't know I, I, maybe I'll just decorate my garden with giant scissors <laughs> maybe if it was like a, a nude gnome maybe, oh, maybe if, <laughs> if, if, if the garden decoration was two stegosauruses just fucking then I'd probably yeah. have that yeah that uh, yeah Seems good. That sounds like the type of uh, garden natural that would well. lead to shredded, shredded glutes, if you ask me. <laughs> it looks natural. No, it's like, yeah, like a dinosaur in your garden looks like, oh, well, you know, that's, that's a, you know, dinosaurs are often, see, are often seen in sort of grassy environments. Actually, grass, grass didn't exist when the dinosaurs were around. Really? Yeah. Wait, what? That's a walking with dinosaurs fact for you. When um, did grass start existing? Gra- I don't know, sometime after dinosaurs, I think. What did they eat? Is then? that because. Did they uh, not graze tr- on grass? Tr- trees. Nah. No, do you? I guess that's Just true. Other plants. But uh, right. yeah, not grass. But why did grass come along? What what changed? What happened? When did it. Why Look, did that mate, come walking in? with dinosaurs didn't go into that much detail, okay? It just said, yeah, there wasn't any grass. <laughs> Would have been nice them to, to back it up. You know, and say, Look, mate, take it up with the BBC. I will. Actually. I think maybe they were referring take to it up with Kenneth sweet, Branagh. sweet ganja. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to email nice. Kenneth Branagh and say, "Where's the grass, dickhead?" Hey, why do you think in the film that they bother to show us that there are children turning into werewolves? It's um, showing that Jacob's training future werewolves, and that they're aiding them in the fight against the Volturi. Are they? Because if they are, then that seems pretty unethical yeah to is. use child but then also child soldiers should yeah should we be taking ethics from a man that wants to fuck a child <laughs> well I don't, I don't think no so. but i'm just saying this kind of adds another layer of um i guess depravity because the thing is you know he he doesn't well hopefully he doesn't fuck the child he does at some point but not in the film she's an adult then so it's he fine. just kind of intends to at some point which yeah mm. yeah he's, he's like look while you're a kid off limits but when you get older i'll still be here is does jacob age at a normal rate was that does jacob age at a normal rate 
Yeah, I think so. Do, do werewolves age? I believe so. Because, I don't know, will, will he be like an old man hanging out with a pretty young looking girl? Yeah. In like she'll yeah, live you would 50 so. years? She'll live a few hundred years, we, we, we're given to believe. Um, yeah. Yeah, ja- Jacob's maybe not got that much in him. He'll be a, a grey old wolf. It's quite sad that, thinking about a grizzled old Jacob. With a young you know. woman. I don't know if well, it's sad, so no. it's just creepy. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I mean, no. I guess, like, I don't know. Just just one of those things where um, I don't think it's necessary. It is just one uh, of those from things. From a narrative perspective. I don't, I don't I just know why. Actually, apparently no, the wolves stop well, aging I, as... Oh. The wolves stop aging as long as they're regularly turning into wolves. That's so, weird. I guess, yeah. I don't know. It seems kind of shit. Did you know Jay Jenks' his name is, is Jason? Yeah, I think you mentioned it last week. Or maybe the week before. It's pretty pretty interesting. Why does he go by Jay? It's cool. Oh, mate, because Jay Jenks is the coolest fucking name. Is it? It's He's not a name, Jason though. Jenks. Yeah, no, it's Jay not. Jenks. Jay Jenks. Yeah. But then, then if someone introduced themselves as Jay Jenks, I'd say, what? What is that? <laughs> is that your first name? Yeah. Fuck you, Jay Jenks. Do you think he introduces himself like that at parties? No, <laughs> oh, nice to meet you. I'm Jay Jenks. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think anyone's inviting Jay Jenks to any parties. I think he goes oh, to mate, soirees. This, that, <laughs> that motherfucker gets down, okay? He goes to... He's, I mean, you know... It's verging on being a drinking problem, but fuck, he goes hard. I think he yeah, goes I to seances. I don't think malls. he has fun. I don't think he's danced in 20 years, you know. I think he's too buttoned up now. He's like, I've got That's, to be a, a oh. sophisticated J. I've got to be a, a J of I business. So. I got it. I got a very different read on him. I think he's, I think he probably is pretty in touch. I think he's in touch with the counterculture. I no. think you know he's he's a he's a lawyer for vampires. He's clearly he's a he's an open-minded guy. Yeah, but I, th- I think he I think he probably goes to warehouse raves. Look, can I just say again? He's not a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> he is a lawyer. He's not a lawyer. He's got a briefcase. He's got glasses. He's a lawyer. <laughs> he's not a fucking lawyer. And he talks, he's a about, he guy. talks about having a senior partner. He, yeah, well, that's that's yeah, reference. Just, you can just have a no, no. He just says his partner, his partner in his business. They, 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 look, they're getting illegal documents oh, okay. for people. Right? He's not a lawyer. Yeah, mate, lawyers do illegal things all the time. Yeah, look, I'm sorry to intrude on your cozy little world, but not all lawyers are great guys. <laughs> all right, Jay Jinx is a lawyer, and he's you know he's 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 helping the bad. Well, he's not. He's helping the goodies ish. I don't like the vampires. I mean, like, but okay, he's he's clearly got a legitimate business because he's got offices and stuff. Maybe he's a lawyer, but he, look, he's at the end of the day, no matter what job he has, Jay Jinks is a solid guy, and you know he'll be there for you in times of trouble. Jay Jinks fucks. Alistair, <laughs> what team are you on? Who's team? Oh, I was team, team Emmett all the way. Team Emmett? Emmett, Emmett really did it for me, this, this watch. Firstly, uh, he's the largest of the vampires. Which I think is commendable. He's <laughs> <laughs> physically vampires, is enormous. Do you think vampires twice can build the size muscle? Of any other vampire? Or um, do you think that's a they're stuck great with? Question. However, when they turn, because maybe that's that's tragic. You know, the others want to be as big as him, but there's no way. 
Oh man, that would be that, that would explain why you look so fucking smug all the time. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I mean we never see any vampires doing any dedicated bodybuilding. So, I think it <laughs> Oliver's thrusting his ass up. Oliver, you're going to rip your buttocks <laughs> to shreds like that. Mate, if if a Brian May was on the school right, right now, now, he'd say, "Be careful." If a Stegosaurus saw you right now, they would, they wouldn't believe their luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Team Emmett as well, just because I feel like Alistair was a really effective cheerleader for him, and I thought, mm. I've not always loved this guy, but the sheer passion I can get behind. It's like, yes, he is a big smug dickhead, and he's loving it, and. I, I'm just exactly. I'm, I'm that's the thing. He just he just seems like he's having the most fun. Jamie, you're going to join us. Now this week I'm on Team Toshiro, who is uh, mm-hmm. a vampire that is unjustly murdered in an alleyway. <laughs> justice for I'm starting know, a Twitter hashtag, hashtag Justice for Toshiro. Everybody jump on because they kind of just they just start kicking him. No, they I feel they, like they, if they, they Alex uses like his paralyzing him. vapor on him. And that looks like they're tearing him apart in that last oh, scene. We dead. don't know. No, no, no. no. Uh, Toshiro no. is good as gone, mate. No, no, he's not. He's because he comes back. He comes back at the end for that scene where there's the, um, the words on the screen. He's staring at the camera. That's, a, that's the credits, you fool. Um, it looked like a scene to me. It says Toshiro, <laughs> and it's like, okay, he's back. <laughs> So maybe my reading of that scene's way off, but it looks like all the characters are just back. They're just chilling. Yeah, uh, no, I, think, I, I think next time, just keep an eye out, and you, and you might realise that from the sort of the text there, that what you're actually watching is the credit sequence. I thought that was subtitles. <laughs> I thought someone really quietly was saying, Edward Cullen, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yeah, that's my favourite scene when Bella walks up and says, Bella Swan, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> yeah, bit of a bit of a bit of a nudge and a wink to the audience there. Yeah, bit of a bit of breaking the fourth wall. Quite good, quite avant-garde. Right, I think we should cap it there why, and enjoy wait, the wh- rest of our day. Why are you team Toshiro though? Oh, is it just the fact? Oh, that I just, cause just just because I felt pity for him to death he, in an alleyway. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, just because they rock up to him and they're like, "Fuck you," and he says, "No, no, no, I haven't been conspiring with Carlisle," and they go, "We're going to kill you anyway." He doesn't even get a chance to explain himself, and he's just—he's murdered, murdered in cold blood, and I will not stand for it. It's actually Thank cold you. venom. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And, and to close us out, I'm going to do a spoken word rendition of Robert Pattinson's "Let Me Sign." Do you want a beat? Sure. She was standing there by the broken tree Her hands are all twisted, she's pointing at me I was damned by the light coming out of her eyes As she spoke with a voice that disrupted the sky She said, walk on over here into a bitter shade I'll wrap you in my arms and you'll know you've been saved Let me sign Let me sign We'll see you next time. Let me sign. Let me sign. Oh.